I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject his people forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. This is the word of the Lord. One of the realities that I have come to face in life is that I'm getting older. And there's not a whole lot that I can do about it. And you know, as we get older, there are certain changes that happen to us in our life, things that impact us, and they're not all bad. You know, I believe that as I get older, that I am gaining wisdom, that I am more mature. At least that's what I tell my kids when I give them advice. And every day, every day my wife Kelly tells me, she says, Dave, as you get older, you are just better looking all the time. And then there are some changes that are more difficult to deal with. My eyesight isn't as good. That's why I need these glasses to read now. My hearing isn't as good anymore. Now, my first wife would tell you, she would say, you know, you've always been able to hear. You just didn't listen. You just listened to what you wanted to hear and disregarded the rest. But nevertheless, and then there's one of those things that really bothers me occasionally, And that's what happens to your memory as you start getting older, just the natural aging process. You know, there are times when I just can't remember everything that I used to, and I have to kind of, sometimes it's hard to remember everybody's name, and I have to kind of work at picking out those names. Now, this doesn't exclude the time that for years when I've been mixing up the names of my children and calling one sibling by the name of the other, and there was the time that I mixed up the name of my daughter with the name of our family dog, but... Besides that, it gets harder to remember. Sometimes I have trouble remembering all the tasks that I have to do in a given day. And that's why I write them down and I make lists. Of course, sometimes it's, I forget to look at the list. Remembering, it's important. And then, of course, there are those in our midst that as they get older we see more serious signs of memory loss. People who are dealing with dementia-related illnesses, and we see them declining, and we see them losing their memory. And that's hard. 
a few weeks ago, Kelly and I took a vacation. We went down to New Orleans. We hadn't been there in years, had a great time, ate our way through all of these restaurants and two credit cards in New Orleans. It was a great trip. And then on the way back home, we stopped to see some family. We stopped to see the man who is the father of my late wife, Cindy, and his wife. He's the grandfather to some of my children. And as we visited with them, he freely admitted to us. He said, you know, I'm, I'm facing some challenges. I just can't remember like I used to remember. He said, I used to be the chief financial officer of a major corporation. And it was just a few weeks ago, he said, we were in a restaurant and I couldn't calculate the tip for the waiter. Later on in the conversation, he looked at my wife, Kelly, and he said to her, he said, I know who you are, but I just can't remember your name. I can't imagine what it must be like to be in his shoes at this time, to have lived a long life, but to see your memory fading and to know it's not coming back. I know how it is for those of us who look at our loved ones and we see the heartbreak that we feel when they can't remember as much and at some points maybe late in their life when they don't even know who we are. Remembering is important. It's part of what makes life so special. To be able to remember the good times in our life, to be able to look back I often tell families that I work with when they have lost a loved one, I say, remember, remember those times in your life that you spent with your loved one, and may those memories sustain you at this time. We want to remember. There's lots of reasons that we do remember. We come to remember so that we can Think about those who have gone before us. And as we say so often, and as Phil mentioned earlier, we remember those on whose shoulders we stand. 130 years. That's a lot of time. I don't feel that old, do you? 130 years we are at St. Luke's. 130 years of God acting in our midst and us serving this community and the world. You know, I have to tell you, if you are watching online this morning, Next Sunday, if you are in the Oklahoma City area, you're going to want to be here because we are going to have an amazing celebration on our 130th birthday. We come to remember those who have gone before us. We also remember because we want to think about the sacrifices of those who have gone before us, those who have given their all, who have given their lives for something bigger than themselves And we remember, hopefully, to learn the lessons of the past and to remember them. When Kelly and I were in New Orleans recently, we did something I hadn't done before, and I don't think she had either. We went to the National World War II Museum. If you've been there, you know what an amazing place it is there. It's a huge place showing the history of that terrible war, talking about the reasons why that war began, and hopefully helping us all to reflect on the ways in which we can prevent something like that happening again. And even though we spent most of the day there, uh, we just couldn't see everything. At one point, we kind of came to a fork in the road, if you would, at the museum. We could go one way, and we could revisit the history 
of the war in the European theater, you know, the war against Japan and Italy. If we went another direction, we could see the history from the Pacific theater, the war against Japan. I suggested that we go to the right, that we look at the history of the war in the Pacific. And part of the reason I did that is because my dad was a part of that war in the Pacific. And I remember, I remember him telling me stories about being in the Marines and how he was a part of that landing force that came ashore at places like Iwo Jima and Okinawa. And so it was, it was a very moving experience to walk through this museum and to see and hear uh, the tapes and the stories of these soldiers who had been there, those who had given their lives at places like Guadalcanal, Saipan, Okinawa, and Iwo Jima. It was a very moving experience. We come to remember, to remember those who have sacrificed for us. And then today, we come to remember what happened here 24 years ago, the bombing. Why do we remember? Well, we need look no farther than the mission statement for the Oklahoma City Memorial, which says, we remember those who died, those who survived, and those who were changed forever. I never get tired of going down to the memorial and looking at those chairs by the reflecting pool. At least 168 who died and hundreds more who lost, who were injured in the bombing. And to see all of those chairs representing a life, especially those smaller chairs that represented the children. And when I look at those chairs, I see faces, faces that all of us in this community have seen over the last several years. We come to remember One more reason I want to suggest that's important to remember. We want to remember, we need to remember what God has done in our lives. We need to remember God's faithfulness in our lives because I think so often we tend to forget what God has done in our lives and sometimes here in our church. And you know, there is no more striking example perhaps of this in Scripture than when you look at the book of Exodus. Because over the span of just two chapters, the people of God completely forget what God had done in their lives. You go back to chapter 14 in Exodus, and here is God. He's parting the Red Sea and delivering the Israelites from Pharaoh and the chariots, and they cross over to safety. But just two chapters later, in Exodus 16, they're wandering in the wilderness, and they're grumbling because they have nothing to eat. When I read this story, I want to holler at them. I look at the pages and I holler at them like they'll hear me. And I'll say, don't you remember what God did for you? Just two chapters ago, he parted the Red Sea. He'll take care of you. Just read a few verses onward. He's going to give you manna. How could you forget? And yet they did. And I think that happens to us as well at times. We forget all that God has done in our lives. There's another great story from the Old Testament. It's in Joshua. It's the story where Joshua is leading the people, the Israelites, into the promised land. And God performs another miracle. They come to the Jordan River, and it says that God stopped the Jordan River from flowing so that the people could walk through that riverbed into the promised land. And when they got to the other side, they took some stones. They took 12 stones, 
one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. And they heaped them up into a memorial so that they would never forget what God had done in their lives. We sometimes need memorials to remind us, to help us to remember what God has done in our lives. We have a wonderful memorial down the street here in Oklahoma City that helps us to remember what happened 24 years ago. When we look at the words of the psalmist that we just read here a moment ago, the psalmist writes, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. I thought about the former days. But then I thought, will the Lord reject his people forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? But then the psalmist stops and he says, I remember, I remember the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. We need to remember at times when we think maybe God has forgotten us or that God hasn't heard our prayers, we need to remember that he is still there, that he is listening, that there are great things that God is going to continue to do in our lives. As we think about the words of the psalmist, as we think about remembering, let me just share a couple of thoughts with you about this. First of all, how do we remember God's faithfulness in our lives. I talked about heaping up stones into a memorial. Well, I think we can do that in a sense in our own mind because we do deal with a sort of spiritual amnesia, if you will, at times about what God has done. And so I think it's important for us to remember the events that we can look back on in our lives as a symbolic pile of stones, a memorial in our own mind that mark a special moment, a moment when you saw God moving and acting in your life and in the world in a mighty way. What was that time for you or times? Well, for some of us, it was those moments 24 years ago when the bomb did go off and our community reached out to embrace a hurting community to support the first responders. It was your church that opened their doors and worked with the Red Cross to shelter so many who had been displaced by the bombing. It was really an unbelievable sight back then. In the Christian Life Center, we had tables set up everywhere. People were sitting around these tables, people who had been displaced, and, and there were pastors who came there to counsel with them, to comfort them, and they were fed. We also took food on those little push carts. We took them out onto the streets, and we pushed them 10 blocks down to where the Murrow building had been so that we could feed those first responders. And we did it 24 hours a day. And in the fellowship hall, there were people sleeping that had no home. People sleeping in fellowship hall. Imagine that. And, of course, one of the crazier things that I remember was how we reached out. So many did individual things. Marsha Long, I've told the story before, and you may remember that 
She saw that some people had lost everything. They didn't have any clothes to wear, hardly a shirt on their back. And so she thought, you know, Bob has some shirts that he doesn't need anymore. And so she took some of those shirts out of his closet and she brought them up here. And pretty soon Bob thought he noticed someone walking through the CLC with a shirt that looked like his. And he said, I know that shirt. And sure enough, it was his. We reached out to make a difference. And I think as much as any time in the 25 years since I first came to St. Luke's, that was one of those times that I remember as a memorial when I really saw God moving and acting in our lives and in the church. More recently, I saw God acting in a new way. There was a theater community here in Oklahoma City called Kids Alive. And I happen to be a a part of their board. I'm fortunate enough to do that. Kids Alive was founded by Shauna Link. Shauna Link used to work on our staff. She was involved in helping our kids to learn about the arts and teaching them. She left a few years ago. And after she did, she came up with this idea to start an organization called Kids Alive. And in Kids Alive, once again, she's working with children to teach them about theater, to be on stage and to do productions. But there's a difference now. She had this idea. She said, what if we not only worked with kids, but we also worked with children that have special needs? Children who some might think could never be on stage. Children who are autistic. Children with Down syndrome. And so what they do is they have what they call their kaleidoscope productions in which they have children with special needs. There's two casts, actually. Children with special needs who are shadowed by other children who have their own separate production, but children who are more experienced actors. And those kids shadow these children with special needs, and they help them throughout the show. They walk with them, they take their hand, or maybe with a gentle hand, they push their shoulder, and they help them to get to their spots on the stage so that they'll know where they're supposed to be. They say the lines with them if they have trouble remembering. They sing the songs with them if they need to. And some children can do more than others. Yesterday I was at such a production... It was Mary Poppins, and I'll tell you, God was moving there. It really was. One of our own members of our church, Cooper Bernard, was a part of that production. His family has been here for a long time. Rachel's one of our best soloists that we have. And Cooper was playing the role of Bert in Mary Poppins. You remember Bert, the, the chimney sweep who sings Chim Chim Cheree? That was Cooper. And there he was, up on stage and moving around, saying these lines, singing these songs, but also with someone who was always shadowing him. They call them mirrors. A mirror that helped him to be able to do this. And as I looked out at this audience, I was sitting near the back, and I saw these parents beaming with pride as they watched their children come forward and take a bow at the end of this show, thinking, wow, isn't that amazing? I mean, God was at work. You know, early in the show with Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins sings a song called, um, I am perfect, I'm perfect, perfectly, naturally perfect. And she sings that um, I'm practically perfect in every way, practically perfect. And as I heard that song, I thought, you know, unfortunately, There are some people who might look at these children with whatever needs they have 
And they might say, oh, they're far from perfect. Look at the flaws they have to struggle with. Well, we all have flaws. But I thought to myself, I thought when God looks at these children, he sees them with different eyes. He sees them and says, they're just fine. In fact, they're more than fine. They're perfect. And when we can look at children like this with God's eyes, we can see the potential that all of God's children have. God was at work through people like Shauna Link and all of those of the Kids Alive staff who make that happen. In these children, the mirrors who shadowed them, who took the time to lovingly help these kids. And God was at work in the lives of these special needs kids. What are the moments in your life where you've seen God at work that you can remember? Maybe it was a time when you celebrated an achievement by someone in your family thinking that they couldn't have done that without God's help. Maybe it was a time when there was some tragedy in your family and you saw God at work and how people rallied around you. Or maybe it was when you heard someone speaking. For me, I'll always remember that great speech in 1963 when Martin Luther King Jr. stood there in front of the Lincoln Memorial and he said, I have a dream. I have a dream that all men one day will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. God is at work in so many ways in our life. What are those moments for you? Secondly, when we remember how God has blessed us, then we want to respond. We want to bless other lives. 130 years, that's a long time that God has been blessing our church. It's a long time for us to look back and see all of the people who have gone before us, who have blessed the community and the world. And you know what? We are still doing it today. I'm so excited about the new food ministry that you've been hearing about that we're working on, trying to help to end hunger in our community. There are so many people who are food insecure, who need that help. You know, we've been doing mobile meals here at the church for so many years, for decades, delivering meals to people who need that extra help. And now we are going to take that ministry and we are going to expand its scope and its promise to reaching thousands of other people We'll do more than that. You've heard us talking about the pets that belong to some of these people. And and because they're so worried about their pets not feeding, getting fed, that they take some of the food that they've been given, they feed them to their pets. So we're going to have animals that will help to feed those pets so that people can take the food they have and eat it. There are people in the hospitals as well. People who go home and who don't have enough to eat and too often end up back in the hospital. So we're going to be working with hospitals, with meals to heal, ways to help them. God is at work in so many ways. How are you going to be a part of that? How are you going to respond to the blessings of God in your life? When we come to celebrate 130 years... I think the question we always have to ask is, are our best days behind us? And I say, no, 
Absolutely not. Our best days are still ahead of us. There are great days to come in which God is going to continue to move among us and will continue to do so long after every one of us is gone because there were people 130 years ago and through the decades that came to found a church that remembered, that remembered what God had done for them and reached out to others. And so we'll continue to do amazing things here at the church. Yes, God has blessed us, and we remember, and we can give thanks. We can remember those moments when we saw God at work in our lives, and we are grateful for that. Remembering is important. Even though our human minds may fail. And the good news, the good news today is that when God looks at us, when God looks at us, he says to us, he says, I know who you are. And I will never, I will never forget your name. It's in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let each of us lift up our own silent prayers. You've heard God speaking to you today. Let's pray. Amen.